Hello, and welcome to the Italian Weekly Threat Intel podcast for the week commencing the 15th of March, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, the Microsoft Exchange vulnerabilities, which allow hackers to take over Microsoft Exchange servers, are under attack by no fewer than 10 APT groups, six of which began exploiting them before Microsoft released a patch, according to reports published this week. This raises the question, how did so many separate threat actors have working exploits before the security flaws became publicly known? Researchers now say that as many as 100,000 mail servers around the world have been compromised, with those for the European Banking Authority and Norwegian Parliament being disclosed in the past few days. Once attackers gain the ability to execute code on the servers, they install web shells, which are browser-based windows which provides means for remotely issuing commands and executing code. When Microsoft first issued emergency patches on the 2nd of March, the company said the vulnerabilities were being exploited in limited and targeted attacks by state-backed hacking group in China, known as Haftium. Earlier this week, researchers provided a different assessment. Of the 10 groups which have currently been recorded exploiting vulnerable servers, six of these APTs, short for Advanced Persistent Threat Actors, began hijacking servers while the critical vulnerabilities were still unknown to Microsoft. It's not often that a so-called zero-day vulnerability is exploited by two groups in unison, but it does happen. A zero-day under attack by six APTs simultaneously, on the other hand, is very unusual, if not unprecedented. To quote a released report, Our ongoing research shows that not only Hafnium has been using the recent RCE vulnerability in exchange, but that multiple APTs have access to the exploit and some even did so prior to the patch release. It is still unclear how the distribution of the exploit happened, but it is inevitable that more and more threat actors, including ransomware operators, will have access to it sooner or later. The mystery is compounded by this. Within a day of Microsoft issuing the patches, at least three more APTs joined the fray. A day later, another one was added to the mix. While it's possible that those four groups reverse-engineered the fixes, developed weaponized exploits, and deployed them at scale, these types of activities usually take time, A 24-hour window is on the very short side. There's currently no clear explanation for the mass exploitation by so many different groups, leaving researchers few alternatives other than to speculate. According to one researcher, it would seem that while exploits were originally used by Hafnium, something made them share the exploit with other groups around the time the associated vulnerabilities were getting patched by Microsoft. This could suggest a certain degree of cooperation between these groups or it may also suggest the exploits were available for sale in certain markets and the potential of getting them patched resulted in a drop of price, allowing others to acquire it as well, with multiple security researchers agreeing with this assessment. The idea that six groups coming from the same region would independently discover the same chain of vulnerabilities and develop the same exploit is beyond unlikely. The simpler explanation is that there is a common exploit seller, an unknown source, like a forum, or a common entity which organises these different hacking groups and has provided them the exploit to ease their activities. For example, China's Ministry of State Security. Speaking of the exchange exploit, threat actors are now installing a new ransomware variant which has been dubbed DearCry, after hacking into Microsoft Exchange servers using this recently disclosed proxy logon vulnerability. Since Microsoft revealed earlier this month that threat actors were compromising Microsoft Exchange servers using the new zero-day proxy logon vulnerability, a significant concern has been when threat actors would use it to deploy ransomware strains, which has become a reality as of this week. 
Threat actors are using the vulnerabilities to install the DearCry ransomware strain. According to the creator of the identification site ID Ransomware, this began on the 9th of March, when users began submitting a new ransom note and encrypted files to the system. After submissions were reviewed, it was discovered that the users submitted almost all of them from Microsoft Exchange servers. Victims have also created forum topics where they state Microsoft Exchange servers were compromised using these vulnerabilities, with the DearCry ransomware being the payload. Since the initial news was published, Microsoft Security has confirmed that the DearCry, or what they are calling DojaCrypt, is installed on human-operated attacks using the new Microsoft exploit. And victims have been observed in the United States, Luxembourg, Indonesia, Ireland, India and Germany at the time of writing. While the detections are still low, they are continuing to grow throughout the week. A huge malicious spam campaign, along with the global takedown of Emotet, has vaulted TrickBot to the top of the list of most popular malware among cybercriminals for the last couple of months. Back in January, TrickBot was ranked third on this list, and it was fourth overall for 2020, with the number one strain of malware, Emotet, remained in its comfortable position. But following the worldwide law enforcement effort to take down Emotet back in January, cybercriminals have since pivoted to TrickBot. Both strains are most often used as first-stage loaders for fetching additional malware. Even when a major threat is removed, it's now evident there are many others that continue to pose a high risk on networks worldwide, so organisations must ensure they have robust security in place to prevent their networks from being compromised and minimise risks, according to the initial report. However, in some positive news, TrickBot has not yet quite reached the same level of success as Emotet enjoyed before the crackdown. To quote the advisory release this week, although we still do not see another single threat reaching the scale of Emotet's activity, the overall variety and volume of possible threats continues to pose an extremely high risk on networks and devices, and we have no doubt that the void left by Emotet's takedown will soon be filled. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you have any questions about anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.